This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we chew something delicious, <laughs> eat it all, and you can't have any. <laughs> Today we're talking about sweet potatoes. Sweet? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like this is this is something that I wish I knew more about. And, you know, I did a little bit of research and I you made something. You don't know very much about it? Because I was going to make you do all the talking. Um, that would be a terrible show. Okay. <laughs> um. That's uh, that's that would be one of my famous soliloquies uh, that we that we try and cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I will I will take on the the, the central uh, uh, semantic issue that we're going to plow into. How about right. that? Okay, it's and, also a biological issue, and you're the biologist here. I'm the human biologist. Um, well, but if if we built a, a golem out of sweet potatoes, you would be the expert. Mm-hmm. So uh, okay, maybe we should maybe we should just jump straight into yeah. uh, this this linguistic semantic yeah, let's biological. Let's talk about issue. the sweet potato yam thing. Okay, so I never really know how I should feel about these. What do you call a plant or animal type of deals? You know. Okay. Are you with me here? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. with you. Okay. Because, um, uh, you know, to a, to a plant person, or uh, perhaps a botanist. botanist, a plantologist, sweet potatoes and yams are totally different, unrelated vegetables. Okay. Um, and yams are, you know, they're a staple food in, uh, in many parts of uh, Africa and the Caribbean. I, I know them from uh, Japan. There's, uh, there's this yam uh, called uh, mountain potato. Sometimes that uh, you peel it and grate it, and it turns into this uh, slimy stuff. Oh, I remember it. reading yeah. about it in your book. It's uh, it's uh, it's tasty and really gross. Um, and so uh, you know, if you're if you're a, a pedantic sort, you'll say uh, everything that we think of as a uh, a yam or sweet potato in uh, American Western culture is probably a sweet potato. Right. You know? Right. Um, and a yam is, is uh, much less sweet and starchier and just uh, would never be confused with a sweet potato. On the other hand, you know, we call we often call the whitish fleshed ones sweet potatoes and the orangey fleshed ones yams. Like a garnet yam, a yeah. jewel yam. And I don't think I really have a problem with that either because who cares? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, that is the distinction I usually make. I, th- I think that the the yellow fleshed ones are like called Hannah sweet potatoes. Or yeah, something. I've heard that. Yeah. I mean, unless you're having a problem where you're like, um, you know, you, uh, Uncle Uncle Joe, 
uh, you be in charge of bringing the uh, the sweet potatoes with. And I'll uh, bring the yams. Right, and like somebody brings like a starchy yam with marshmallows on top, and everyone cries, and Thanksgiving is ruined. Unless you are having this problem, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it really matters that mm-hmm. much. But well, anyway, we were talking about uh, sweet potatoes and the orange ones, sometimes called yams, which are also sweet potatoes today. How about that? Great. Okay. Okay. Well, um, did you eat sweet potatoes as a kid? Um, I ate sweet potatoes sometimes as a kid. Uh, usually, I, I feel like often like mashed or roasted were probably the most common. Um, so in my house... What uh, happened in your house <laughs> to, to explain this? <clears throat> no. Um, so whenever we would eat a, like a, you know, a, a baked potato, like a russet potato or a roasted sweet potato, sure. we would top it with cottage cheese. That sounds like my nightmare. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, but uh, that's how I remember eating sweet potatoes as a kid. They were always the orange kind, probably like a, a garnet yam. And um, uh, I'm, I'm just going by the grocery store name. Don't get all up in my face Look, here. it's not a yam, <laughs> anyway, sister. Anyway, so um, yeah, so we would just roast it whole, split it down the middle, squeeze it a bit, and put some cottage cheese on top. And it was really good. When you roast a potato or a sweet potato and squeeze it, isn't, mm-hmm. isn't this like a really earthy kind of thing? You know, you're really like getting in there and like getting all squeezy. Maybe this is just me. Yeah, maybe it's just you. Yeah. So um, I also want to add that um, we were discussing this earlier when we were roasting some sweet potatoes yeah. together, sweet potatoes that we just ate and we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. But I feel like it's really easy to under roast a sweet potato. It's got this kind of like soft, kind of slippery flesh, and it's easy for a knife to go in even when it's not really done yet. Yeah. And I, I actually have that problem with both sweet potatoes and russet potatoes that I remember there has been at least once and maybe twice um, that uh, my, oh my, God, my dear wife, Lori, has, has oh. requested baked potatoes for dinner and I underbaked them and there's like... crunchy potatoes. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Anyway, I, my rule of thumb is, you know, when in doubt, roast it more. Yeah. So I roasted these small, quite small sweet potatoes for an hour at a pretty high temperature. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you do with sweet potatoes now? Uh, what do I do with sweet potatoes now? Well, I, I roast them. There are things that happen to sweet potatoes that uh, that we don't even necessarily think about as being sweet potatoes. Have you ever had the, the Korean dish japchae? Mm-mm. It's um it's like a, a glass noodles, uh, usually with beef and vegetables and soy sauce and sesame seeds and sesame oil and that garlic. So it's good. really great. It's usually served uh, like room temperature, sometimes with rice. And uh, the noodles are made from sweet potato starch. And uh, they are very, like, lightly sweet potato colored. How cool. So, I mean, and, and they don't taste like sweet potato at all, but uh, it's just cool that, uh, you know, a, a byproduct it gets used that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, uh, in Japan, um, we, we mentioned our friend uh, Kate Always on the show before. about Japan. Ah, so sorry. Ah. Uh, we mentioned our friend Kate on the show before, uh, who, who lives in, uh, in the Tokyo area and sent us that amazing box of Japanese junk food. Yes, there were the little yam turds in there. Uh, right. And she, uh, sweet potatoes are her favorite food. And on Twitter, she's actually known as uh, Yaki Emo Girl. Yaki Emo being uh, Japanese for roasted sweet potatoes. And I've not seen this myself, but I understand that in the winter, uh, there will be like vendors out with carts, like ringing a bell saying, uh, you know, get your get your roasted sweet potatoes here. Oh, my gosh. Kind of like roasted chestnuts. Yes, exactly. In, That's so cool. Yes. Like, How like do you, you might see them? in France. Like in 
I wasn't going to say that. Um, but like in France, they give you like a cone made of newspaper that's got all these roasted oh. chestnuts in it. How do you eat them in Japan? I don't know because I've never been there in the winter, but I'm going there in the winter this year and I'm going to find out. I assume like it's wrapped up and you take it home and eat it at home because you're not really supposed to eat on the street in Japan. But huh. maybe there's an exception for this. I'm going to look into it. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. What does that mean anyway? So it means you go on to Squarespace, you sign up for a free trial, you start making your website immediately, you choose from 20 professionally designed templates, you customize it without any programming or any special skills, it's going to look great. That is amazing. You know, I hear they've even won design awards. Like, these are beautiful websites they make. Yeah, and your website, it's going to look fantastic, and it's not going to look exactly like everybody else's website site because you can customize it so easily. Did you uh, did you know that they also have an awesome customer service situation? I've heard that. They apparently, they call the office where the customer service team works the Care Bear Lair. Yes, I want to go in and tickle their fuzzy little tummies at night. And I could do that because they work 24-7 answering emails and support questions like, you know, within minutes. Wow. And all of that for only $8 a month. Yes. But if you sign up for Squarespace now using the code MILK12, you will get 10% off. And if you sign up for a year, you'll get a free domain name. You know, we should also add that if you have a business like a restaurant, it's really easy to set up your website using Squarespace. It's, it's easy to put your menu up. You can link to OpenTable. It's all right there. Yeah. And if you sell stuff online, you can set up e-commerce through Squarespace. It is pretty much the easiest way to do e-commerce. Squarespace really has everything you need to create an exceptional website. How do you feel about sweet potato fries? I like them sometimes. Here's, here's what I feel about them. I always wish they could be crispier. And I think... I think maybe the issue is because there's so much sugar in a sweet potato, if you fried it until it got crispy, it would burn, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I always want them to be crispier, and I feel like our, maybe our friends at Modernist Cuisine could, could be working on this problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like sweet potato fries, but I never like them as much as regular fries. I feel like the amount of salt is really important. Yeah. In a sweet pot- I mean, the amount of salt is always important in a, a, a fried in a potato. Food. In a food, really. Um, but I find that because of the sweetness of sweet potatoes, you really need a lot of salt. Yeah, and um, I mean, sweet potato fries were, I, I know they're, they're still very much around, but they were one of these trends a few years ago. I feel like it went Like sweet- truffle fries. Yep, like truffle fries, then sweet potato fries, then kale chips. What do you think the next thing's going to be? I hope it's parsnip fries. I'm busy eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's talk about what you made today, and then we'll talk about what I made when I'm eating. Okay, so I... Um, I was not going to make anything because I was lazy. And then I was like, no, I can't do that. Um, I need to step up. And uh, so I I went and Googled up a a recipe for uh, Japanese-inspired roasted sweet potatoes. So I took the the white-fleshed sweet potatoes, which um, uh, are by far the the more popular in Japan. And actually, if you go to like a Japanese supermarket and get sweet potatoes, you will probably find a variety that's even whiter and less sweet than the white ones we usually get here. I think of the white ones as yellow. Yeah, yeah, and, and the, the Japanese ones are often quite white-fleshed. And uh, so for this recipe, I uh, roasted them and then put on a compound butter consisting of butter, miso, and uh, minced scallions. It was fantastic. I thought it was really good. It was so easy. Yeah, and I would love to have it with fish. Yes, be really, like really a broiled mackerel on the side. That is what I'm about. Yeah. Well, I used um, white or, or yellow sweet potatoes, too. Those are sort of my sweet potato of choice. I understand that apparently they have fewer like nutrients or whatever 
than the orange fleshed ones. What do you think about this? I think you should, um, <laughs> because they have fewer nutrients, you should uh, grind up uh, a, couple, a couple of multivitamins yeah. in the mortar and pestle and just sprinkle that over. Delicious. Well, anyway, I tend to buy the white or yellow fleshed ones just because I like the flavor better. And I made with them uh, this time a sweet potato pound cake. The recipe comes from a book by Nancy McDermott. It's a wonderful book. I think it's just called oh, Southern, Southern Cakes. Cakes. Yeah. She's got a lot of wonderful pound cakes and other kinds of cakes in there. But anyway, this is a sweet potato pound cake. It's got some freshly ground or grated nutmeg in it, um, which the flavor of that comes through pretty clearly. And so Molly, Molly uh, pulled herself off a slice of the pound cake and ate it with her hands <laughs> while, while, uh, while she was talking for the first 10 minutes of this episode. It's all gone now. And I, and I haven't touched mine yet. Um, and, I am uh, an animal. And I'm holding, and I'm holding a fork, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to daintily uh, dig into this pound You're cake. You're such a lady. Um, anyway... I think of this pound cake as really tasting like a like a spiced donut, sort of, doesn't it? It really does. This yeah. is good. Yeah, I love this. It has um, kind of this funny glaze on top. It's a buttermilk sugar butter glaze that kind of sits on top like a shellac. It's it's kind of weird looking, but it's tasty. It makes it a little more moist. Oh yeah, I like the glaze. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't harden like some glazes do. It mm-hmm. stays it stays very soft. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I love this recipe. I wrote about it on my blog uh, a few years ago, I think, and I, I make it at least a couple times each fall when I'm sort of first getting excited about root vegetables again. And now Matthew has and now I'm and now it. I'm chewing. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that old American staple, the yams slash sweet potatoes with marshmallow topping? I feel like I shouldn't say how I really feel or, as usual, I'm going to alienate 90% of our listeners. I don't know. Um, I think you've already said it. I think, yeah, I think some people really like it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. So can I tell you a secret? Please. I've never had it. Oh. Mm-hmm. My family's totally un-American. Okay. Yeah. Yes. No, I've never had it. Were you, actually. Were you a red diaper baby? My, <laughs> my mom, my mom, um, never really went for it, and so she never made it. Although she did for a while make this sweet potato dish at Thanksgiving that had butter and like crushed pecans on top, but I didn't like that very much either. I feel like here's the thing. Sweet potatoes, yams, whatever you call them, they're already pretty sweet. So yeah. why would I put more sweetness on them? And I, I mean, uh, I love I love sugar. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, I yeah, but I kind of I kind of want my sugar to stay. I, I want like the McDLT format where like the sugar stays on one side and the savory stays on the other so side you, for the most part. So you don't like that McDonald's hybrid sandwich that's like maple flavored pancakes with a the sausage McGriddles? patty. Actually, I do like that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's one of the worst food products ever engineered, but uh, it's really pretty good. Sweet potatoes are good in curries. Um, oh yeah, this? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know you have to you have to be careful not to cook it until it uh, falls apart. Um, but I feel like sweet potatoes are are pretty good in um, sort of Mexican kind of preparations. Mm. I do like a, a sweet potato taco with kind of a really bright, maybe kind of yogurty sauce. And I also, 
I, I was just remembering this. I used to, in the summertime, make like a black bean salad that had uh, cubed sweet potato in it and l- lots of lime juice, and um, it was really good. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, uh, sweet potatoes and, and winter squash are not actually closely related at all, but they are basically interchangeable in cooking, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, where anywhere you would use chunks of roasted butternut squash, like in a salad, you can certainly use chunks of roasted sweet potato. Or like a pumpkin pie. It could very easily be a sweet potato certainly. pie. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you don't, when you roast it, you, you don't have to roast the whole thing. You know, that's, that's like the classic baked potato style way of doing it, and it's very good. But you can also cut it up into chunks and roast it at like 450 for 15, 20 minutes and, uh, and serve it as a side dish, and it'll be great. Great. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like uh, we're, there's, there's too much useful information in this episode. Yeah, we need and to be a lot fluffier. <laughs> like fluffy, like, like the, the flesh of a fluffy sweet potato. Yes. Poke it, squeeze it, and mark it with a B, <laughs> and put it in the oven for baby and me. Okay, don't mind if I do. How do, do you eat the skin? I actually know the answer to this question because I just saw you do it. But yeah. How, how do you feel about the skin of, I, a, of a baked sweet potato? I like the skin of a baked sweet potato. I I like how um, it's thinner than a russet potato, but it's thick enough that it you know it, you can peel it off if you want to. I, th- I think it's tasty. You don't like it? I, I like it much less than the skin of a russet potato, I think, because it gets more papery. Um, but that could just be because I, I over You roast yours it. at pretty high temperature. Yeah. Matthew roasts his whole sweet potatoes, or cut up ones, at 450. I do mine at like 400. And I think it's because I'm afraid of underbaking it. it's because I'm better. Uh, that's probably the reason. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, after that stuff you said about uh, America's Thanksgiving table... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're better than anybody. <laughs> okay, well, what else do we need to say? Can we can we fit some jokes in here at the end? <laughs> I I have no doubt. Um, let's uh, let's riff. Let's let's uh, let's uh, leap into some of our classic goofs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say let's rip into some of our classic goofs. We're going to take ourselves down. <laughs> this becomes a show where we just make fun Let's of ourselves. Let's deconstruct some of our terrible jokes from the past and explain why they were so bad. <laughs> this pound cake is really good, by it's, the way. It's really tasty. When when you were a kid, um, were there a series of like jokes between kids where the punchline was somebody gets hurt? Like, um, do you want a Hawaiian punch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, why isn't there one, would you like some pound cake, and then you pound them on the head? <laughs> I think you need to get Iris to, to take yeah. that one to school. No, I think I'm just going to start this as a trend among adults <laughs> and get arrested. <laughs> okay. Well. It's, it's funny how, like, if you did one of those Hawaiian punch things uh, or any of those jokes as an adult, you would be at least ostracized <laughs> and, and probably arrested. And yet we let children, those young tyrants, get away with it. They get away with, with assault. Um, they get away with, um, you know, crimes against nutrition. They they poop in public. Yes. I I was about to say before you said that that I want to go back and be a kid again. But <laughs> maybe I don't want to run down the whole list yeah. of advantages of yeah. being a kid. Well, you can find our recipes from today. <laughs> uh, we'll link to them from our website. That's spilledmilkpodcast.com. Yeah, so that was the uh, sweet potato pound cake and the roasted sweet potatoes with miso butter, which I should say I found on epicurious.com, mm-hmm. a website with which you are no doubt familiar. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. You can find us on iTunes and leave us a really nice review. And uh, until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Do you want to see our pound cake?
I mean, that wasn't how the joke goes. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like we're going to get naked. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. I think I've heard of you. Your yeah. name is Don Draper. Yes, yes. that's okay. that's my name. I'm I'm the most handsome guy in town. And you're a total douche. I'm a total dick, yeah. You have uh, a very complex inner life yep. that causes you to treat the people around you really poorly. <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically, uh, I, I smoke cigarettes and I mistreat women and I make amazing advertisements. Yes. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 